All right, well, let's, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll, we'll get started. <clears throat> Father God, I come to you tonight, Lord God, and Lord, just want to start this by saying thank you, Lord. God, I, I thank you for the, the opportunities, Lord, that you've given us as a church, God, the opportunity, Lord, to be able to come together, God, and fellowship with one another, God, in, in your house, Lord, and not have to worry about a repercussion, God, or a consequence, Lord. We can praise you publicly, God, and Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, I pray for the prayer requests, God. I, I can't remember every one of them, Lord, but I know, God, that you know, Lord. God, I pray for your, a special touch, God, on each, each one of these individuals, God, each one of these prayer requests that was stated tonight, Lord. I pray for the Ritters, God. I pray that you would just put your healing hand on top of them, God. Keep them safe, Lord, and, and just ease their pain, God. Lord, I pray tonight, God, that as we dive into your word, Lord, God, I pray that you would just touch somebody tonight, Lord. God, I thank you for your word, Lord, and Again, I thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, it's kind of funny how things work out, talking about um, the fact that God, God's eyes are on the sparrows, so we know, we know for a fact that his eyes are on us. Um, before I get started, I just want to kind of give a little bit of an opening of, of what we're going to talk about. Tonight I'm going to talk about fear. Anybody fear anything? Have any fears at all? I feel like it's something that we, we all deal with. It doesn't matter how or big or bad you may think you are. We all fear something. Honestly, fear, if you, if you think about it, it should be called inner fear because it's always getting in the way of what God has in store for us. Fear is, is something that uh, each and every individual probably goes through at least one time a day. I, I would be safe to say we deal with it daily. Fear is, is something that drags us down spiritually. It's, it's something that, that we all have to deal with. But the million-dollar question is, how do we overcome it? Better yet, we can go further than that and say, what can we do with it? How can we get it out? How can we drive it out of our lives? What can we do about fear? I got a little story here that I found on the Internet that kind of explains <clears throat> to a good point of what fear actually does to us, it says that there was once a criminal who committed a crime, because that's what criminals do. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he was sent to the king for his punishment, and the king told him that he had a choice of two punishments. He could either be hung by a rope or take what was behind the big, dark, scary iron door. Okay. So the criminal, without skipping a beat, quickly decided, you know what, just hang me. As the noose was being slipped over his head, he turned to the king and asked, by the way, just out of curiosity, what's behind the door? The king laughed and said, you know, it's funny, I, I offer the same choice to each person that comes up here, and nearly everyone picks the rope. And the criminal said, so tell me what's behind the door. As he pointed at his neck, he said, obviously, I ain't going to be able to tell anybody. And, and, and the king looked at him and he said, the funny part about it is, is freedom is what's behind the door. But it seems most people are so afraid of the unknown that they immediately pick the rope. Wow. And that's what fear does to us. Fear causes us to, to, to have this, this hardship on our lives. It, it causes us to have these, these hard times that we go through that, that we don't know how to deal with. It makes us make choices, or, or actually maybe it makes us have that lack of a choice because we're scared of the unknown. We're scared of what's to come. We're, we're scared of what's going to happen. There's a lot of things that people fear about. People fear about sickness. We talked you know, with the prayer request. We talked about people being sick. People fear about 
failure. I think one of the, the hardest things that I've ever dealt with is failure. I think that's one thing that scares me more than anything in this world. People fear death. People fear death because, like I was saying a minute ago, death is something that is unknown. Ain't nobody ever lived through death. So it scares everybody. People fear finances, relationships, their kids, uh, their family. And there's so many more that, that I, I can't mention every one of them. Those are just the top few. So tonight I want to talk about the fact, though, that even through all the fears that we have, there is good news, right? There is good news. There, there's, a, there's a way that we can get rid of this fear, right? The Bible tells us to not have fear. It, it tells us to fear not. And uh, tonight, if you have your Bibles with you, I want to read through the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. And in verse 10 it says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. You may be seated. Fear, again, is something that drags us down consistently. It's something that'll, that'll knock us out. It, it makes it to where we can't live our lives to, to the fullest extent of what God had planned for us. I don't know about anybody in here, but I've struggled with fear a lot. I'll tell you a funny, funny story. Well, it's funny looking back on it now, but the first time God called me to preach, I thought he was crazy. I thought there was no way in this world God was calling me to preach. And see, that's what happens when we when we have this fear in our lives that causes us to second-guess what God's telling us. God wants us to step out on faith, wants us to step out and trust Him, but yet we fear so much that honestly sometimes we miss our opportunities. So let's, let's go through Isaiah 41.10. What I want to do is just take this entire verse and I'm going to break it down sentence by sentence. And I want to talk about what God showed me this verse means. The, the first part of this verse says, Fear thou not for I am with thee. So what that's saying there is, what do you got to worry about? I'm always with you. God is telling us there will never be a point in your life, there will never be a place that you can go that God will not be there. He's, he's omnipresent. You can't, you can't bypass God. You can't shuffle step him. He, he, he will always he will always be there. There's, there's nowhere you can go that God cannot be or, or will not be. Hebrews 13.5 says he will never leave us nor forsake us. He's always there. So we have that fear of being lonely. Well, the first part of this verse says, for I am with thee. You don't have to have that fear of being alone. God is always around. I guess you could be safe enough to say God is your personal bodyguard. He is always Always there. The second part of that verse says, Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. Now this is my, my favorite part of this verse. Well, second favorite part of this verse. The word dismay means a loss of courage in a fearful situation. So God is telling us here in this verse, don't be dismayed. Don't lose your courage because you're scared about something. He tells us not to be dismayed, not to lose our courage, but why? He tells us this because he is our God. He's your God. He's your God. He's my God. And, but, but what exactly does that mean? Well, 
He's the God of creation. He's the, the God that stopped Goliath with a stone, right? He's the, the God that shut the mouths of the lions when Daniel was in the lions then. He, he split the sea in half so Moses could make an escape. He knows you. He numbers the, the, the hairs on your head. <laughs> he, he's he's the, the creator. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's the one that is called great king. He is the king of the great prophets in the Bible. He is your God. So what should we have to fear when we have a God that is all that? I ask you tonight, do you know him? Do you know the God that tells you to not be dismayed? Excuse me, be dismayed. If we continue on in this verse, it says, I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. So he tells us that he will give us strength and help us. Everything that we go through, 90% of the time we fear it because we're afraid that we're not going to have the strength to do it or we're not going to be able to do it because we don't have the help, right? Uh, there, there's been plenty of times, uh, I, I hate to say it, but there's been plenty of times that I've been asked to do something here and I've said yes. And then when reality hits, it's like, oh man, what did I just get myself into? But, but I worry about it. I worry and I stress because I'm, I, I'm, I'm worried, am I going to have the help? Am I, am I going to have the strength to do this? Am I going to be able to, to make it through this? Am I going to be able to do this to the full extent? But see, the thing is, is it's not about me. It's not about what I can do. It's not about what, what, what I can put on the table. It's not about what, God, 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 what I think God is telling me to do. It's about what God is saying. And, and that's where we fall short so many times. God tells us, I will strengthen thee. He don't say, I might. He don't say, I can. He don't say, maybe. He says, I will strengthen thee. I will help thee. It, it, it ties in with what we was talking about a minute ago about who this God is. If you fully understand and fully know the power of this God and then take into consideration the fact that he said that he will strengthen you, what do you have to fear? I can't help but think to myself about some of the amazing stories of, of, the, of the awesome people that we hear about in the Bible. You know, you take Moses for an example. Moses tried to push, you know, sweep God up under the rug. Moses said, I can't do what you're calling me to do. I got a stutter. I can't talk right. I can't do this. And, and then you think about somebody like David. David was a, a small shepherd boy. God used him to kill a giant. I mean, you think about these things like this, and, you, and honestly, you think to yourself, what do I have to fear? So when people say they can't, God says he can. To continue on with that verse, it says, uh, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Now, this is my, my favorite part of this verse. This, this last sentence in this verse, it, it, it just, it makes, it makes everything in the Bible make sense, right? I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. So God says that he will uphold us. What does uphold mean, though? Uphold means to give support, to, to pick somebody up when they're down. It, it means to, to, to give a lending hand. Upholding somebody is helping somebody. And God tells us 
that he again will uphold thee. I, I will I will uphold thee. I will I will back you up. Is is basically what God is saying here. I, I will I will give you what you need. I will pick you up when you fall. I will take care of you when you feel like there's there's nowhere else you can go. I will uphold thee. <clears throat> With God saying that, honestly, I know I've asked this question a whole lot tonight, but what do we have to fear? If God tells us that he will uphold thee, he says that he will give us strength. He says that he will help us. He, he, he tells us to not be dismayed. He, he tells us to not be scared. He said, fear thou not, for I am with thee. He, he tells us again to be not dismayed because I am God. He says, I will give you strength. I will help you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. So, have you ever been have you ever had to be upheld by somebody? Have you ever fallen so far down that somebody had to reach down and grab you and pick you back up? I know I have. There's been plenty of times in my life where I've gotten so in depth and, and so indulged in the wrong thing, somebody had to come save me. Somebody had to come pick me up. There's been plenty of times in my life back when I drank all the time that I was so far down being drunk that somebody had to pick me up off of the ground to carry me to where I was going. I've had to have plenty of people uphold me. You ever had God uphold you? That's a good feeling, ain't it? When God shows up, God shows out. God don't care what situation you're in. God don't care what, what predicament you're in. He wants to uphold you. I, I, I tell people, and, and I laugh about it now looking back because I know my past. You know, I know what I've been through. I've I, I seen it with my own eyes. But I tell people when, when, they, when they talk about salvation and they, they ask, well, Vince, when did you get saved and, and how did it feel and what happened and what day was it? And, and, and the first thing out of my mouth is, I don't know, but the first thing I can tell you is God had to dig all the way down to the bottom of the barrel to pick me up and get me out. God had to reach all the way down past the, past the righteous, past the, past the sinners. He had to go below the sinners to find me. He had to get to a place that was so dark to find me. But hey, he upheld me. He upheld me to a place that I could never understand. He, he took me to a place in life that was, that was so bright. He took me out of darkness, and he, he, he pushed me towards his light. That's the God that we serve. We serve a God that doesn't pick and choose race. We serve a God that doesn't care about what gender you are. We serve a God that doesn't care what your backstory is or what your heritage is or what your culture is. We serve a God that is not picky and choosy. We serve a God that wants each and every one of us to serve him. He doesn't pick and choose who he upholds. He upholds each and every one of us. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So again, he tells us that he will uphold us. And, and I think about, like I was saying, friends and, and family that's had to pick me up off the ground before. It, it, it's funny, though. When a human being picks you up, you tend to fall back again, right? 
I'm, I'm, I'm thankful I've got a God that can pick me up and keep me standing, right? Yeah. Thankful I've, I've got a God that says, I will, I will uphold you. Don't you worry about the fall because I'm right here. I remember in high school, we used to play these dumb games where you'd stand right here and trust fall. Well, yeah, anybody ever done that, right? Well, God, God will never miss you. God never misses a trust fall. Amen. God says, I will uphold you. Don't worry about the fall because I'm right behind you. I won't let you fall. I will uphold you. But wait. Hold on. What did he say he was going to uphold us with? He said, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. <laughs> what does that mean? The first time I ever read the scripture, I, I thought that maybe it was just talking about God's right hand, his, his physical right hand. But the Lord showed me that there was so much more. Uh, the first time I, when I first started studying this, we'll get off on a sidetrack real quick. It's funny when, when God wants you to do something, but you want to do something else. Anybody ever done that? Yeah. yeah. So Pastor Donald called me. Or text me and ask me if I wanted to, you know, preach tonight because he was going to be away. And I was like, yeah, man, that'd be awesome. I ain't, I ain't going to turn down an opportunity to talk about God. I ain't going to do it. So, of course, I told him yes. And, man, <laughs> I went home that day. And you can ask my wife. I was, I was gun-ho. I had to get something written down. But I didn't pray about what God wanted me to write. I had it in my mind 100% that I was going to stand on this stage tonight and preach about breaking chains. I even had it to the point to where I was going to go to Home Depot and buy a chain to show you an image of what it meant to break a chain. But God wasn't giving me nothing. And the crazy thing is, is we all know what the Bible says about breaking chains. We all know what the songs say. We all know what the lyrics are. We all know that, that, that Marshall sings it better than Zach Williams. We know chains can be broken. The Bible tells us this, but my mind went blank. I couldn't think of nothing. As many chains as God has broken my life, I couldn't type the first word out to talk about that. And then I started praying. I started finally seeking the kingdom of God, seeking, seeking what God wanted me to do. And God was like, I want you to talk about fear. I want you to talk about fear. I was like, God, I don't have, a, I don't have anything written down about fear. What, what are you talking about? What are you going to show me? And Sure enough, I was doing some schoolwork two or three days ago, and I, I, I opened up my Google Documents on my computer, and boom, there it was. Something that I had written almost six months ago that I had never talked about, that, I, that, that God gave me, and I had honestly forgot about because it hasn't come out of my mouth yet. I ain't preached it to emerge. I ain't talked about it in Sunday school. But hey, God's got a purpose for everything. Who would have known six months later this is what God wanted me to talk about. I'm sorry, I had to get off track there, but anyway. So we're talking about, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Now, like I said, this is my favorite part of this verse. This, it gets really, really good, I guess would be the best way to put it. So what is the right hand of God's righteousness? We're not talking about a physical hand. We're not talking about uh, this... This, this, I don't know about y'all, but when I think about God's hand, I think of this big, massive, just amazing hand. It's got lightning bolts shooting out of it and 
It's just, it's, it's something you don't want to mess with because it's the hand of God. But that's not what God's talking about here. And that's not what God showed me. What is the, 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 the meaning of this, this right hand, this, this righteous right hand? Why does he specify it's his right hand? Why couldn't he hold us up with his left hand? So I kept studying. And the Lord showed me Matthew 22. Let me turn there real quick so I can read the entire thing. The Lord, um, I need a new Bible. This one done fell apart. The Lord took me to Matthew 22, and he said, This is what's going to show you exactly what I'm talking about. And y'all bear with me, I'm sorry. Okay. Matthew 22, verse 41 through 45, and it says, While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, What think ye of Christ, whose son is he? They said unto him, The son of David. And he said unto them, How then doth David in spirit call him Lord, saying, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand, till I make thine enemies thy footstool. If David, called, if David then called him Lord, how is he the son? So let me, uh, let me read that, that, one, that one verse. The Lord, uh, verse 44, it said, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand. So why is this saying right hand? The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand. God said he would uphold you with his right hand. Who is at God's right hand? Jesus. God upheld you with his right hand when he sent Jesus to the earth to die for you on the cross. So in this little verse here, God says, don't be scared. Don't be dismayed. Don't lose courage because you're fearing about something. I'll give you strength. I'll help you. And I'm going to send my son, wrap myself in flesh, come down to this earth, and I'm going to die for you on a cross. That way you have nothing to fear about. God said, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. God's right hand is Jesus Christ. Are you in a dark place? Are you in a financial situation? Are you, are you scared of what's coming? Are you sick? Are you struggling with an addiction? God said that he will uphold you with the right hand of his righteousness. God said that he will give you strength. He said that he will help you. Amen? So God said that he will uphold us with Jesus. God gave us the support. He upheld us with his right hand when he sent Jesus to the cross to die for us. So what do we have to fear? What is there to fear about when we know that the righteous right hand of our amazing and true God upholds us day in and day out. Every step you take, that right hand is right behind you. Every, every walk, every path that you go down, every situation that you go through, every time you cry, every time you pray, every time you worry, that right hand is right over you. Jesus Christ died on the cross for each and every one of us sitting in here tonight, for each and every one of us over here next door, for each and every one of us sitting right up under me. God sent Jesus, his righteous right hand, to die for us on the cross, to take care of every one of our fears. So I'm going to ask you tonight, what are you fearing about? 
As I close the night, I can't help but think about the fears that I've had in my life. <clears throat> I can't help but think about the things that's driven me down. And, and, and I don't know, I, I don't usually come up here on Wednesday nights. I don't know if we do an altar call, but I'm going to ask, is there something you're fearing about tonight that you want to talk to God about? I, I, I just pray that, that God can show you something through this verse. I pray that God spoke through me and, and just kind of given you some, some insight on maybe an issue that you were dealing with. So if you, if you would, if you have something that you're fearing about, if you have something that you're struggling with, the altar's open. We'll go to the Lord in prayer. Let's pray. Father God, thank you, Lord, for your righteous right hand, God. God, I pray, Lord, that you would, you would continue to uphold us, God. God, I thank you for the, the scripture you give us to read, God. I thank you for the fact that your word is living, God. I thank you for, for insight, Lord, for, for lights to shine, to show what you're saying to us through your scripture, Lord. God, I pray tonight, Lord, for the, 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 the prayer requests that were spoken of earlier. God, I pray for anybody tonight, Lord, that's got fears. God, I pray that you would just ease those fears. God, I pray that you would let us know that fear, fear is a liar, God. I love you, God. And Lord, I thank you for everything you do for me, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.